So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, welcome everyone to another edition of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. Uh, my name is Charles McGill. I'm your host, and I am so excited once again to come before you. Um, I am joined, as always, by the credit boss herself, Eva Palacios. Say hi to the good people. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> yeah, man, we we are we are excited to uh, come back, uh, uh, you know, with you guys uh, today. Uh, I know Eva is as as Burning the was it the candle at both ends? Uh, <laughs> what you been up since? <laughs> How long? <laughs> I went to sleep at like three thirty, and then I woke up at seven thirty. Oh my god! So, so like, yeah, <laughs> Eva is in currently in beast mode, guys. Just so you know, she is uh, working really hard to get you guys some some great content. Uh, we got some some really cool things that we're cooking up for you uh, coming out in the near future. So Eva's been working really hard. And uh, whenever Eva gets done with that stuff, that means my job starts and I get start working really hard. So uh, we are excited. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. And I don't play. Like, it, when I get addicted to something, like, it's game over. So, yeah, four hours of sleep. I'm still doing good. I haven't crashed yet. But let's let's go. Like, we got work to do. Yes. And it is inspiring uh, to see Eva work, guys. I mean, she is a, a, a just an absolute beast. I mean, not only is she, I was just telling my wife, I was like, man, Eva, you know, she's already doing well. She's already doing well. Like, she's already doing well, uh, has a lot of things that, you know, we would all want, uh, just to be honest. Uh, I don't want to get into all her details, uh, uh, but she's doing pretty well for herself, but still finds it, you know, important for her to to work for uh, you know, the things that she wants and works really hard and, and, and not just like works hard, but like outworks a lot of people, which is amazing because you're already ahead. What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> I, I got to be so far ahead that people can't catch up. There it is. Like, See, I, and I love that. And so, yeah. So now I'm like, man, I'm looking at myself like, what am I doing? Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, we all operate in our different superpowers. That's right. So what I cannot do, I'm like, all right, Charles, help me, help. <laughs> Help. Yes, yes. Hashtag yes. 911. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm happy. I'm happy to help. So, um, yeah, man. So I um, I don't know. I'm just I'm excited to, to talk to you again. We've been having a lot of great feedback with this podcast, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so crazy, though, because I'm a little torn at my Android peeps who use Spotify and they can't drop a five star rating. I don't uh, know how I feel about that. Yeah. Um, but for those who are definitely showing some love on the Apple side and throwing those five stars, even though we did kind of get a three star about <laughs> all that, but that's okay. I love you anyways. It's all good. Um, but for those who really do put an effort in putting their comments. Uh, we appreciate that. We appreciate that. And we just want to continue adding value, giving out some great information just to, you know, help you with your financial journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I, I have uh, definitely have been seeing and hearing uh, the great comments and will continue to deliver, uh, 
you know, this quality content to you guys. And, and you know, uh, we appreciate your feedback. Absolutely. And like I said, we'll have a way for you guys to, uh, to post um, and, and give us some, some topics you'd want us to discuss. I know we've been hinting at some and we have kind of a schedule. So some yes. that people have mentioned, they're on the horizon. We just haven't got to them yet, but we'll get there. I think it's like uh, the credit card rewards and some other stuff that people are like, come on, yes. where's that coming out? Uh, it's it's coming soon. It's coming soon, all in good time. Um, and so, uh, but yeah, so today we, we wanted to actually talk about a pretty interesting uh, topic. And this is something that um, I think a lot of us um, aren't aware of that we that we deal with. Uh, we, we actually, you know, uh, face it every day uh, constantly, um, but we're not aware of like what it's called. And I want to present a term um, and it's a term called opportunity cost. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this is an economic term um, and I'll read the definition of, of opportunity cost uh, so that people kind of give get an idea of what it means. And it means that opportunity cost is a benefit that is missed or given up when an individual chooses one alternative over another. So I'll say it again. Opportunity cost is the benefit that is missed or given up when an individual chooses one alternative over another. Um, mm. Kind of like the, you know, the cost of the next specs thing. That's another way to kind of say it. An example of this, um, for those who are still kind of like, ah, what does that mean? Yeah, what the heck does that mean, Charles? What does that mean? <laughs> Bring it down to me, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So it's this concept basically of, you know, I'll do the example of uh, mowing the lawn. So there was a time where um, when I first got into this uh, new home, um, I'm renting it, by the way. So not, 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 not any part soon, one day, right? But we're renting. One day soon. One day soon. There you go. Mm-hmm. And um, it's got a big backyard, humongous, and it's, it's really great for the kids. Um, decent uh, sized front yard. But anyway, lots of grass, lots of stuff to cut. Uh, when I first got I got there, I was like, okay, who's going to do all this? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you know, the default was me. Um, however, at the time I was a uh, principal and we were making pretty good money. And I started to think about it because I actually, I said, you know what? Let's figure this thing out. Um, how much does it cost to get all this equipment? And I used to cut lawns when I was younger and definitely don't have any problem doing it. And I'm actually pretty good at it. I actually, I actually do a pretty good job. It, you know, it looks professional. Like, not that it's super hard to do, but I mean, I'm, I have the attention to detail that makes it, you know, look like... You probably use the edger and make oh, the yeah. nice, clean lines between uh, the cement and you, the oh, grass. Yeah. You, know, <laughs> you know, you already know. That's right. That's me right. Me too, me too. That's all and, I then I, and then I go ahead and get a blower, you know what I mean? So I make sure that, I, you know, it looks like like I didn't cut it, but I did cut it. You know what I mean? Like, right. yeah. So, um, so what, you know, I was looking at that and I was, I, I wanted to, you know, purchase all the equipment. I purchased all the equipment. I forgot how much it came up to. Um, and then also, you know, after I cut it, I actually thought about my time. I was like, man, it took me, you know, two, three hours or whatever. Um, and I got an electric, everything electric. Cause I was trying to be, you know, environmentally conscious, <laughs> but you can't actually cut everything with the battery that it has, like how, cause of how much lawn it is, right. You yep. just, it, it will go out. So I can, only, I can have to do two days. It can't be one day. It's two days front and backyard. Dang, two days. Yeah. So I was like, okay, all right. So, so first couple of times I did it, I was like, all right, this is cool. But then I started thinking about it, man, how much would this cost 
for someone else to do this, <laughs> right? <laughs> Not me, somebody else. And so um, I think I ended up getting a, a situation, a deal where I, the, I, got, I found someone that was going to do it for $40 a week. So $40 a week, they would, they would take their time. And every week, I was only doing every two weeks, but mm-hmm. they would do it every week, $40 a week. So that's $160 a month. So I said, okay, I think we can, uh, we can afford that expense, right? And so I think we, uh, we ended up, you know, going with that. Um, long story short, uh, we weren't too happy with the service. <laughs> so we ended up <laughs> letting that person. You're like, for $40 a week, I think I could take over. Exactly. Right. Well, see, I didn't say that, but my <laughs> wife was like that, right? She was like, hey, $40 a week. You know what? Let's save this money. Just have you do it. $160 a month. Right? And, like and that's that could, like groceries, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. a car payment. Oh, no. Possibly half of one, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, when you put it that way, it makes it seem like, yeah, you know what? Maybe I should be cutting the lawn, right? <laughs> but then I started thinking about it. I said, well, hold on. As a principal, you know, at the time I was making, you know, I was worth, I say worth, but, you know, I was making 50 plus dollars an hour. Yeah. So I was like, okay, hold on. It's going to take me two, three hours, maybe four to, you know, what I don't know, two, probably two, three hours to do this. And that's every two weeks. And so, you know, you won't do the math on that. Let's say three hours, three times 50, that's $150. And then you multiply that by two. That's three, so three hundred dollars for me to do it versus one hundred sixty dollars for for other guy to do it, and it's done more often. Well, like, hold on, this is not starting to make sense. And yeah. the fact is, you know, it's my time. It's all this other stuff. So anyway, opportunity costs. So, you know, what is the benefit to me um, by you know giving up, or what is the benefit that I give up by paying someone else to do it? Well. The benefit in that scenario is my time, right? Because it would take yeah. time for me. So anyway, I bring this up because um, I think a lot of times in our lives and as we work with our personal finance, we're often faced with this kind of like conundrum, right? Like, what do we do, right? We're yeah. raised kind of traditionally to, you know, use money in our time a certain way. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way that people do it when they got a lot of money and a lot of time, it seems like. So help hey, us sure. out, Eva. Help I, us out. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know. I'm still trying to find a wealthy person who cuts their own lawn. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have yet to find them. And and it is crazy. It is crazy. Time is the most expensive commodity, mm. no matter what. So I was raised in a household where I did the work you know, cleaned, yard work, shoot. I even helped uncles and brother throw up some drywall, patch it up. Like anything we could learn labor-wise, <laughs> it was instilled. Mm-hmm. So to me, that was just normal. To me, when we bought our house, we took care of the yard work, you know, we took care of this, this and that and so forth. And that's just, you know, a part of being a homeowner 
or, you know, or, or somebody that has something to take care of. So for me, it, it was just, it was just, okay, well, if I could do it in, an, in my mindset at the time, if I could do it for free myself, why would I pay somebody else to do it? Well, as I evolved <laughs> and really as I just, you know, our life started to change. We started to hang out with different types of people who would mentor us and show us the, the value and the power of time. Then we really started to think things through and, and same thing. Like if I could pay somebody to do this, X amount of dollars to free up my time where I can spend one hour with my kids going hiking, going to the park, you know, or, or maybe just sitting down and watching a movie because that's what they want to do. That one hour is precious. Now, granted, we could make it a family thing and all do yard work together, <laughs> but we all know that's not fun. <laughs> right? So, yeah, it's crazy how by changing your environment, you start to think differently. Mm. And, and now, because of where we're at, and, and thank goodness for, for just all of the, the, the mentorship that we've been through and the people that poured into us, and most importantly, the blessings that God gives us, now I'm like, I'm hiring people proudly. Mm-hmm. because there's people that are suffering right now that don't have jobs or have suffered through income and they could use the extra $40 a week to cut my grass mm-hmm. or they can use, you know, the extra X amount of dollars to, I don't know, shred my paper, who yeah. knows, whatever it is, if it frees up my time to spend my time doing what I love, hanging out with people that I love, making memories, that to me is a great investment. Yeah. And I want to stay right there because I I think that also, I mean, to be clear, not only was this person, you know, doing it more often than I was, cheaper than I was, but also they were faster because they're professionals, right? (laughs) Right. Now, I think and realistically, the person could have done as good a job as me. Like I said, I wasn't happy with the service. I think it was just because, I don't know, um, for whatever reason, they were phoning it in. And I don't have a lot of tolerance for that. Um, I think, but they definitely have the ability. And I think that, uh, you know, and I actually have seen that person um, do good work with other lawns. So maybe I just wasn't, you know, I don't know. I don't know why. It didn't work <laughs> out. But uh, <laughs> But the point is that, you know, you got people that are professionals, right? Are they, they, this is their skill. This is their expertise. Why not lean on them? Right. And then also to your point, you know, the value of your time, you could be spending your time, you know, making memories Mm -hmm. or even, um, you know, being in, uh, uh, having, uh, spending more time in your expertise that makes you money. So yes. you you know the trade off of time. So so let's let's talk about this a little bit more too because I I feel like I want to make sure people understand that we're not trying to say don't cut your lawn, right? <laughs> That's not the message of this podcast. If you've got a bunch of free time and you need to cut your lawn, then you better cut your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. And and you know what? Honestly, like right now that I'm an um you know an entrepreneur myself, self employed, and I, I make my own schedule. 
Uh, right now, I actually do. I do it. Right. I do it. And, and I actually have fun with it. And, it, it, and it's, 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 it's actually, I use it though, not just to, as a, like, you know, um, am I saving money? I actually use it as therapy for yes. myself. Right. I get my podcast on or yep. my audio book and I go in and I love the sense of accomplishment after I'm done. Yeah. But what I want people to be thinking about is what are the areas in their lives that they could be, you know, kind of reexamining, like, Am I really, you know, am I really looking at this the right way? Right. Uh, Eva, what other things could you think of? Because uh, I could think of a whole bunch, like, you know, assembling Ikea furniture or whatever. <laughs> but a whole bunch, <laughs> what other areas maybe have you kind of, you know, evolved in terms of like maybe your thinking as you have, you know, gotten more money and, and, and now you're, you know, who you are as an expert. Is, yeah. Time is so like so precious. You know, I'm, I'm really big, definitely big on understanding and seeing the transaction and, and really looking at the transaction as value versus dollars. So what do I mean by that? You know, we, we, we bought the house that we're currently in. It'll be two years in October and we didn't do anything to that backyard for a year and a half. It was just dirt. But it's because one, we have a really large yard and I didn't want to start something and have to spend money tearing it down and redoing it because the feng shui was off later on. Mm. So I'm the type of person where I can literally leave the backyard dirt until it's time to actually take action. Mm. So most people who came to visit, they're like, oh, when are you going to do yard? When are you going to do yard? And I'm like, well, you know. We're it's it's brewing in the mind. We just I I want it to be perfect. I want it to be laid out perfectly. So so just recently, you know, we we put a swimming pool back there, and swimming pools are not cheap. But me and hubby made a promise that in 2020, if we're going to spend money, it's either going to one make us more money. Mm-hmm. Or two, make us more memories. And, and I just want to let the listeners know this is a really nice swimming pool. So don't. <laughs> sometimes I think when you say that, she said it kind of skipped over it. It was. It's not just some regular old. It's something. It's really nice. Is there a jacuzzi too? Or there is. There oh is, my god! It's, it's it's got lights and all. It's really nice. So let me just make that clear. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> It, it is some pretty fancy stuff. And, <laughs> and I think that because we have evolved so much and we do really work hard and, you know, we make a decent living that when it comes to spending money, I will spend extra money if it is valuable. Mm. Anybody can, can, can dig a hole and put a swimming pool back there, but I want it to be... I, in essence, want my backyard to be a resort. I knew 2020, like we started building the pool in May. Mm. I knew 2020, we were not going to vacation anywhere. And we're used to vacationing. We're used to being in resort-like backyards. (laughs) So I said, if we're going to do this, then we're going to make it like a resort-like backyard Mm. so that I don't ever have to feel like I need to vacation away from home. So yeah, we splurged. But I tell you this, since the day they allowed us to swim, we have been in that swimming pool every single day. Even if it's just for 30 minutes or an hour or five hours, like 
we don't get bored. We're in there, we're playing Marco Polo, dogs are swimming. Like it's amazing. But I say all of that because it took a very long time to plan for that. And the swimming pool was just phase one. Let's talk about phase two, which is now what's happening because our yard is still a mess. And, um, you know, we, we put more cement. We want to do an outdoor kitchen. We want to do a fire pit. But most importantly, I didn't want maintenance. So we gutted. Well, we didn't really gut. We decided instead of going regular grass, we're going turf. And turf ain't cheap. Turf is supposed to last a long time. I don't have to water it. I don't have to cut it. Got turf in the backyard? And in the front yard. Ooh. <laughs> That's hubby's doing. Let, let me just throw it out there. Now, I, re- I remember turf when I was a principal. That was something that we definitely considered. And yeah, it's not cheap. It, yeah. It, it's not the not, good kind. Right, right. Because there's apparently four levels of turf. Mm-hmm. Apparently. Yes. <laughs> so, but the way that I see it is, one, I don't have to worry about a landscaper or the time and effort in maintaining it. Two, I don't have to worry about that water bill. Three, when it does die, because let's be frank, I mean, right now we are hot mm-hmm. in Stockton. And my that grass, grass is, is yellow brown. Exactly. Can't get green. <laughs> right? Right? Like the fertilizer uh-huh. and the watering and it still doesn't grow mm-hmm. and, and, and just the headaches and then your house looks ugly. No. I said, you know what? We're going to spend a little bit more money. Because in the long run, we know that this house, it may not be our forever home, but it's going to be our kids' forever home. Mm. And because they're, in essence, going to have this house, we want it to last a long time. And if we're going to be here for this long, then why not reduce the expenses of a landscaper and water bills and maintenance and all of that? You're going to make your money back. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that's a great example because I think a lot of people, they look at some of those choices and say to themselves, you know, that is a superfluous yeah. word that we, <laughs> You don't that, need turf, Eva. Just get some you grass. Exactly. You don't you need got it, you kids. Don't. How come they ain't cutting the lawn? Exactly. Oh, you best believe they were mm-hmm. cutting the lawns too. <laughs> they don't slack off around here. Mm-hmm. But I, but also I'm thinking like but but you mentioned you know saving the time on that saving some money on that and in the in the long run it working out where it it kind of pays for itself and then also I'm assuming you know and I, I'm just making this assumption based on who I know you are that these additions that you're making to the home probably raises the value that's that's yeah. what I'm. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Heck yeah. All I know is if this house was on the market on this block. Put it this way. We were the nicest house on the block. There you go. There you go. So <laughs> like even when we built this, because it's new construction, so we like literally designed everything. Even the sales office is like, you guys have the nicest house on the block. And I'm wow. like, all right. But it's because this is our third new construction home. Mm-hmm. So we've learned, we've practiced. We, you know, we went from carpet to vinyl, from vinyl to tile to tile, to hardwood. Like we've been through it all so that now when we got this house, like we knew, okay, here's what we want and how it to look. And most importantly, should we ever decide to sell, we want it to be 
in a good spot to where we don't have to remodel or do anything crazy. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know I have, um, have heard about how amazing the house is and, and you keep giving me an invite. I'm sorry. I haven't been over quite yet. This, I'm coming. Ooh, I've seen come. pictures Bring and I'm, <laughs> I'm so out. impressed. I'm so impressed from the pictures already. I'm just like, why? I was like, you know, I'm telling my wife, Jossie, look at this, look at this. <laughs> Eva is balling. No, um, so, <laughs> so I, um, I, I wanted to, to talk just a little bit more about this. Cause I, I think this is just a fascinating uh, topic and and one that you know because there's an evolution right I, and I've noticed it even within myself as I um, kind of surround myself with new friends um, you included and some other friends that I have um, you guys are are doing extremely well um, and you know for me you know like I wasn't raised you know with these kind of like uh, this like financial education I, I I'll be honest I, I'm one of the more successful people in my family. Um, and, you know, I've still made a lot of mistakes, you know, and I've had, I've, I've had a lot and I lost a lot and then had a lot and, you know, I've, I've been on that up and down. I'm tired of that. I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm tired. That's why I think I'm, I'm rocking with, with Eva from here on out. How are you financial? Right? I'm, I'm getting empowered over here. Um, yes. That's yes. Right. <laughs> it's so important to be surrounded. And I think what's like, if you, like, there's some people that are like, man, like, they think they rich. They think they this. And they don't want to hang around those types of people. Don't you, you better hang around those types of people. Absolutely. Because they will teach you so much. And it is a different world. It is a different world. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. That exposure just really opens your eyes, right? And, yeah. and, and just a way like on how, um, just how you do everything, right? Just how you manage money, how you, well, in particular with, with this podcast, how you manage money, but also how you manage your life, your relationships, your family. Like it really just like opens your eyes uh, to evolving and just being yeah. a better person. But one thing I want to talk about, so this, let's just continue this down this money uh, money lane here. Yeah. If we, and I, I want to do this. It's kind of like a new segment, and it's, it's, it's like a, um, you know, what is this? What do they say? Uh, what would you do? Kind of like a what would you do kind of yeah. situation, you know? So, um, we're gonna ask Eva this question: What would you do? And um, I'm gonna give her the, the, the scenario and provide some context and see kind of like how you would work out this situation. And I think it's interesting because once again. You coming from your perspective, you know, the, all the things you know, I really am curious about how you would handle a situation like this. <laughs> okay, so, I'm in the hot seat. Yes, you are. There it is. <laughs> okay. So no, I don't have any music or anything to, to, to warm this up. It's just, <laughs> I'm going to get right into it. Okay, so Eva, what would you do with an extra $1,000 a month? Now, that's the question, but now I'm going to provide some context, okay? okay. <laughs> so. 
an extra $1,000 a month, not as you, Eva, in your current situation, but you as someone who, um, you know, you got this extra $1,000 a month, not by uh, sacrificing anything, not by, you know, stop, you know, not doing X, Y, Z, but just because you got like a raise. Good um, job, Eva. You're getting $1,000 per month just, just because. Just because, right? Okay. Just be, maybe you found some kind of like, you know, little side hustle or something that, you know, is giving you extra, but you, somehow just, you, you kind of fell into it. You've realized that you're getting a, an extra thousand, maybe a bill that you had went away. I don't know exactly, but you got an extra G, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but in the context of this extra thousand, you actually do have some debt. Right. Okay. You, you got some credit card debt. I'm not going to say how much, but you got some. Okay. Um, you want to buy a house. Um, you also need a new car. You got a car, but you need a new car. Okay. You also want to take your family on a vacation. You also want to eventually leave your job and become an entrepreneur. Okay. And, and you're interested in, in investing in the stock market as well. So okay. in the context of all of these things, and the reason why I say all these things is because, believe it or not, this is a lot of people in the United States. Yeah. Right? Yeah. This was actually me. This was us maybe about eight, nine years ago. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. So yeah. even more interesting. So Eva, what do you do with this extra thousand dollars a month? Oh, man. So, so what I did, you know, given where we were, pre-self-employed, still on the nine to five, we took all of our extra money and we aggressively paid down the debt. Now, we didn't have a lot of debt, maybe about 10,000. So for us, like that was really easy to knock out. After we paid off the debt, then we started saving for for our next property. Mm. So... I really think it's a matter of knowing where you're at at that point in time and sitting down and really planning out your goals. If you have $1,000 and you've got $10,000 worth of debt, it's going to take you 10 months to pay that off, Mm -hmm. give or take interest and fees. Mm -hmm. So you really... And the type of person that that I am and, and the household that we've created, we sacrifice a lot. So we weren't taking vacations back then, even though that was always a desire. And crazy, we were, we were still evolving that at that point in time, we probably hadn't taken a vacation in a very long time. We had no desires to take vacations because we didn't know what taking vacations looked like. <laughs> so that was on the back burner. Yeah, Investing... I had my 401k. That's about it. I knew I was contributing to that. I knew my company was contributing 6% of it or are matching up to 6%. So for me, I was okay there. So I wanted to be able to focus on, okay, what are the things that are going to change our lives? If we pay off that debt, that's going to free up an extra $800 a month. So if I had the thousand to aggressively pay off the debt, pay off the debt, now I have eighteen hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now I take that eighteen hundred dollars and I'm saving that for a down payment on a house. Mm. And these days you don't need a whole lot of down payment. There's down payment assistance programs. You can purchase as little as three percent down. Like you don't need hundreds of thousands of dollars to buy a house. 
So I would take that $1,800, save it up, put it into buying our house, our next house. Mm. And at the end of the day, fast forward time, being very intentional with that money and not saying, I've got an extra $1,000. I'm just going to go party. I'm going to, you know, just spend it on something that isn't going to bring in more income. So that's just the type of person that I am. You know, hubby, he is like, we're working so hard. We need that vacation. We're working so hard. We need to go out and eat. And to me, that's a perfect balance because if we live like me all the time, we probably wouldn't be 23 years in. You know? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So he balances us out and he's like, you know, you've been working really hard. Let's celebrate. Yeah. We've been working really hard. Let's celebrate. So he's that happy medium. But for me, I have no problem attacking situations mm-hmm. and, and literally being so extreme because I desire to have that, that bad. Yeah. I think that's pretty amazing because basically what you're saying is that you could turn that thousand into more money by eliminating things that are costing you money like yep. debt and then increasing your uh, net worth um, by purchasing a home, which you can later leverage yes. for more money through equity in the home or other things. Absolutely. So pretty interesting there because... You know, for me, I think what I would like, want the listeners to hear and understand is that, because um, I think so many times we think about how we change our financial situation is to, um, you know, become a millionaire. Like, that's what we got to do, right? We got to make more money, a lot more money, right? Yeah. But not always, Mm-mm. right? Sometimes no. it's just an extra thousand, which actually could be a lot to depending on your situation. But for some people, that's not a lot of money in terms of like, because you could find that thousand sometimes through saving, you know, through yeah. you're cutting back, right? Maybe, you know, you have things you're spending or doing that you can cut back on, maybe, right? Yep. Maybe you don't want to do that. Maybe you want your lifestyle to stay exactly the same, but you have um, the ability to make an extra because you can either work a little bit more hours, some OT, you can pick up a, a side hustle, you can sell some things. On, you know, there's a couple, you know, there's a lot of different things. There's so many ways nowadays. Right. <laughs> And the cool thing about it is, is that if you're, if you have the right game plan, it sounds like you can really turn, turn your situation around. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's super important. I mean, it's like, it's like if you got to drive to Vegas, well, maybe not Vegas. Let's say you got to drive to, I don't know, Loomis. You probably have an idea of where it's at. But if you don't use your GPS, you're going to get lost. Mm. So if you use your GPS to get you from one destination to the next, why wouldn't you create a blueprint or find someone to help you create a blueprint to help you achieve those financial goals? You know, it goes back to hiring the landscaper. That person is good at what they do. They know how to trim. They know how to fertilize. They know how to cut just right, cut too short. Your grass is burned tomorrow. (laughs) That's what you're paying for. Why wouldn't you invest in sitting with a financial planner, a tax accountant, a credit counselor, 
a money manager, someone that can tell you, okay, based on what your goals are, here's what needs to happen. It's totally up to you if you want to take that decision or not, but at least you've got a roadmap because without it, all you're doing is treading water. All you're doing is running through that hamster wheel, hoping more income falls in your paycheck that'll solve all of your problems. No, it's not the income that could solve the problems. It's how you manage the money. I know so many people that aren't thousandaires, they're not millionaires, but they absolutely love their life based on what others perceive it to be a low income, but it's because they manage their money very well. And that's what it comes down to, managing what you have. And when you do come into money, how to be very wise in managing that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's powerful. And I, I want to, I also want to kind of tie in, you know, kind of what we talked about earlier with opportunity costs. So you got this extra thousand. I just want to throw another wrench in there. You got this extra thousand. How would you balance that extra money with the extra time it could possibly afford you? So let's say same situation, same scenario. You got an extra thousand. But now just instead of thinking about, you know, how to make more money, I also want to throw in there, how could you kind of leverage that money to get more time? Mm. Dude, that's a good question. I don't even know. <laughs> like, like we all like, think about it. Everybody's always talking about, I don't have time. I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do this. And now that you're given time, it's like, oh my gosh, okay, what do I do with it? Like, I got to spend it wisely, right? Mm-hmm. You know, for me, because we're self-employed, in essence, we don't have a schedule. If we want to work, we work. We don't want to work, we book out or remove our calendars so that we don't get booked. But (laughs) (laughs) but you got to be very disciplined because with anything, if you decide to take a day off, guess what? The next day is off. Then it's a week off. Then it's two weeks off. And if you're not being intentional with that time, time can literally deteriorate. For me, if somebody gave me more time, I'm going to get, I'm going to get better at making sure I'm efficient in using that time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like right now, you know, it's crazy. We're in this ugly funkiness season of just bleh. And there's so many people that have time because they've lost their jobs or whatever it had happened. And there's some people that are like, I've got time. I'm going to create a business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to do something that's going to make me a better person. Maybe, you know, personal development courses, maybe other online courses to make themselves better so that they can create another income opportunity or a better situation for themselves because of what COVID has done to their families. Those people, I can't wait to see those people once all of this craziness is over because that's how you're going to notice the people who did absolutely nothing during this time and just kind of 
waited for government to kick in, for the president to do this, for whatever to happen versus the people that are staying up till three in the morning trying to get stuff done to help the world. Mm. So you give me time. I am not going to abuse it. I mean, I don't, I don't sit down and watch TV. I don't like do anything that I consider as a time waster. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I work too hard. Like I can't even think, let me just watch some TV. But usually that's happening at like midnight when the world is asleep. So I don't really have to like work, work. I can just relax. So, um, I don't know. Did all of that answer that question? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, what I heard you say basically is, you know, investing in yourself. Yeah. Right. So, you know, when you have an extra thousand and let's say if your goal is to basically get some time back, so to use the money to get more time, a couple of different ways you can do that is, um, you know, well, when you were thinking, when you were saying some of the things you were saying, when I was thinking about as a, as a, a self-employed person myself, is that sometimes what I do with the extra money that I, that I, I get that I wasn't counting on, I will hire somebody to do something that would normally take me maybe eight hours, yes. hire them to do it, and it takes them less time um, or even the same amount of time, really don't matter. I, it's just not me doing it. And I could spend that eight hours making more money. Absolutely. You know, I could spend that, that, that time. Um, so, you know, and, and it's also to your point, and I, and I know you do this, is to invest in yourself in terms of, you know, courses and development. Yeah. So spending the extra money you have to go pick up, you know, a certification or to, to learn a new skill or to mm. learn a, um, you know, something, you know, learn about real estate or whatever. But eventually, right. you know, you can use whatever you're learning um, to eventually get you more money. Right. So that makes a lot of sense too. And the more money you get, we know that's, that's the give and take is money over time, right? It's, it's always that exchange. Um, exactly. So yeah, I, I heard you loud and clear with that. I think, um, you know, yeah, I think you definitely answered that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like, I think it's, you know, there's a lot of people and I definitely was one of them where I'm like, I can do it. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And I know that was coming from me not being able to afford to hire somebody else to do it. Mm-hmm. And, and granted, even though our income increased, I was still like, no, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Until one day, my husband and I went to a a six-figure summit. We went to Vegas. And um, in the network marketing industry, you've got this amazing mentor by the name of Eric Worre. And the only people that could attend this special training, it was called Beyond Leadership, And it was only for 80 people. So like you had to like get registered and get your ticket. Otherwise it would sell out. And the only people that could be in this room were six figure earners and above. And it's so crazy when you're in a room of six figure earners and above, like Mm -hmm. six figure earners and seven figure earners, Mm -hmm. like people making $300,000 a month type people. Mm. And so we're in this room and I'm looking around, my husband's looking around and he's like, these people are just like us. <laughs> <laughs> like 
they don't look like they wear their money. Mm-hmm. They don't look like anybody special. Like there was some that I'm like, this kid is like 18 years old and he's in here. Wow. But it's just crazy what could happen when you put yourself in a different environment that is higher than what you've ever dreamt of. So I say all they I say all that to say this. Eric was talking about time versus money. And he was saying Basically, he threw up on the PowerPoint and he threw up his personal plane. That's GoPro on the plane, him and his wife, Marina, selfies. And he's like, how much do you think this plane costs? He says, write it down. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't even know how much a plane costs. Like, I only fly like Southwest. Like, I don't know. And, and you know, my husband's like, I don't know, put like $2 million. So he's like, okay, let's pretend the plane is worth $2 million. Do you know how much monthly that would cost to maintain a plane? And I'm like, I don't know. He goes, well, I'm gonna just tell you, fuel is like $50,000 every time you take it. I'm like, what? And he's like, and then, you know, not to mention, you you can't just park it in your driveway. You gotta like park it at a special place (laughs) where the other planes (laughs) go to bed at. That's right. So he's talking about all of these costs and he goes, and a lot of you are probably looking at this and thinking to yourselves, I will never be able to own a plane. There is no way I can afford $2 million. There's no way I can afford $50,000 for fuel. There's no way I can afford, you know, however much it is to, you know, take care of your plane when it's asleep. He goes, but here's what I want you to think about. I want you to think about how long it takes from the moment you get out of your door and go through the airport lobby, go through security, check your bags, make sure all of your kids are there and you didn't lose one of them. Then you got to wait an extra one to two hours before the plane gets there. Then another 30 to 40 minutes to board the plane. Now you're sitting, you're seating next to somebody that you probably aren't happy to be seated next to. Now you're in the plane for another, I don't know, three, four, five, six hours. And then you got to do that all over again when you land. How much time did it take to do all that? And did you love that experience? Everybody's like, heck no. (laughs) What? And he's like, here's what I want you to think about. Don't think about how much it costs to buy this plane. I want you to think about how much time you would be saving pulling up to the runway, getting into your plane, and taking off literally within 20 minutes. Landing and doing the same thing. What takes you guys eight hours to do takes me three hours to do. So again, time versus money, not to mention, you know, the air, the airplane tickets for everybody who you're traveling with. He goes, you see this plane as a liability. I see it as an investment because guess what? While my plane sits here, I rent my plane out to other people who want to fly private Mm. instead of commercial. And I make $300,000 a month chartering my plane. 
Wow. He goes, so don't think about it. it's going to cost you $2 million to, to buy the plane. Mm-hmm. Think about how much money you could be making mm-hmm. and the fact that you can pick up and go and travel wherever your heart desires at any time with your family making memories. Wow. From that point on, I'm like, we get a plane. Yeah, that's right. That's on the vision board. 10 seats. We're getting a plane. Like it's on the vision board. Yes. 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 Wow. That was a man. I love that story. I've heard it before, but that is that second time you just said it, I just, yeah, that was good. That was really good. Who wants a plane? <laughs> yes. And we, yes. And that's actually when we first met, that was one of our, um, th- our goals, a shared yeah. goal for us working together. Uh, I, I asked you, what was your big dream? And you said to get a plane. And so we'll say it out right now. We're going to speak into existence to the yeah. listeners and empower you financial plane at there some point go. in time. We don't know because we're, we're, we're we, we, you know, I don't know where, how close we are to it now, but one day, uh, we're going to yeah. get even that plane. Um, that's amazing. And so thank you for that story. Thank you for that, for sharing that. Cause I think that's powerful. I think that really captures, you know, what we were talking about today. Um, wow. That was good. Um, so crazy, yeah, right? crazy. But so had, had yeah. I not, had we not attended that conference, which mind you, it was a private three day event. Mm-hmm. It cost some money. Yeah. But the knowledge and the information we gained from that. Yeah. Oh, well worth the investment. I mean, it's transferable, right? So, I mean, that's a, you know, some people may be thinking, well, that's a big, you know, kind of like pie in the sky. You know, you're talking about millions of dollars. No, that that same analogy, that that principle, that lesson can be applied to everyday life. Yeah. Everyday life. I mean, to me, what I'm hearing is, okay, you know, maybe it's... um you know, like I, I, I purchased this uh, new MacBook, right? Or no, sorry, uh, iMac. And maybe some people think, well, man, you already had a laptop. Why'd you purchase that? You don't need to, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, it's it's faster. It's more efficient. It, it's better with a lot of different things. It, so it's increased my productivity. Not only that, you know, I'm learning now about things like business write-offs and things like that. So actually yes. in business, I got to spend money. <laughs> I got to spend it. I have to. Uncle Sam wants you to have that. Computer. That's right. I have to spend it. It helps me actually to spend it, um, you know, in different ways. So there's, you know, there's so many different things that that go into that. And sometimes I think, you know, we are getting raised and we're not raised with a lot of money like I wasn't. You know, you have that scarcity mentality that, you know, and so and and some people say it's like a poor mindset. I don't really like to use that language because it's just, you know, you're just unaware. You're just not aware of how, you know, others live. But there is a you know, when you get the knowledge and you start to apply those things, it could be literally anybody. You, you yep. anywhere, you can start anywhere and you can end up being at that place um, that you dream of. Once yep. you get the knowledge and you start executing on the plan, you can get there. And I, I'm a firm believer. I'm definitely still kind of restarting my journey. Um, so you guys will get to kind of witness and hear yes. uh, how Eva helps me out. <laughs> yes, we're going to do all kinds of craziness. Yes, yes. Like, yeah, it's going to be nuts. They're going to be like, I remember when you guys were like right here with no plane. And now you got a plane. No. <laughs> That's right. Let's speak it. Let's speak it. All yeah. right. Well, Eva, this has been fun. Um, so, you know, if we could just leave the listeners with one uh, final piece of, um, of uh, you know, a gem, a nugget for them to, to hold on to as we talk about opportunity costs um, and leveraging time and money, 
what, what's that one thing you want uh, them to uh, walk away with? I would have to say, change your environment. Change your environment. And, and it's so crazy because, you know, years back, I would think to myself, I don't know if I could ever, like, I don't know if I could ever be in the same room with people who make a lot more money than me because I, I don't know what we would be talking about. Like, I would feel intimidated and scared. But then when you're in a room with those types of people and you literally are sharing similar stories, you know, similar, you know, paths of, of life and kids and stuff like that, you start to think, man, these people are just regular human beings. And that's what we all are. We're just regular human beings that some want to strive in excellence and some are big dreamers and some are doers. And you just got to hang out with those people. And I promise you, those people aren't going to be people that are going to be like, no, you can't hang out with me. I mean, at least I'm not one of them. I'm like, hey, you want to know what I know? Let's go. Let's lock arms and let's go. Now, if you do come across the people that aren't trying to like hang with you, then find the people who want to hang with you. At the end of the day, when you change your environments and you change your conversations, you can pick up so many golden nuggets that can allow you to excel, not just in your financial situation, but just in life in general. So change your circle. If you're not happy where you're at right now, find some people that you look up to and just be real. Pay them the compliment. I admire how you are rocking. I admire your relationship. I admire your relationship with your spouse or with your kids. If you want to learn what it takes to, to be where people are that you admire, hang out with them and pick up those tools, pick up those golden nuggets. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much, uh, Eva. And thank you all for listening to another episode. We'll see you guys very soon. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you are ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered.